Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You've made an excellent choice, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. All right. And Pete Donaldson's here. Hello, Marcus Speller. The Fab Four in your ears. Jim's back from Japan. I am back from Japan. I was out there investigating why Pete goes out there so often. Did you yeah. find out all... It, well, it turns out... The report has yet to be public. Well, he's revered <laughs> as a sort of... As a kind of, like, deity. Yes. Sort yeah. of, they, they think of him as, like, a real-life anime character. But yeah, the will be out in full soon. I yeah. see. I heard the sponsors want him out of Japan. <laughs> That's just a rumour. Um, uh, let's get on with it, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a lot to talk about. Who do you think should be the new Liverpool manager, Jim? Uh, well, there's quite a lot has been made about how Liverpool don't have any any scousers, um, anyone from Liverpool in mm. the team or even in the squad at the moment, as there's, uh, or certainly in, in the first team with any regularity. So I would change that uh, or change that, you know, lack of scouse feeling around the club Scouser by appointing, yes, indeed, by appointing um, TV psychic Derek Okora uh, to be in charge of the first team. Because now D- Derek Okora, as I say, is a TV psychic. We've got these people all over the world. Uh, he's one of those people who pretends he can speak to ghosts and yes. that very famous uh, picture of Brendan Rodgers um, like, uh, with, with Bill Shankly and, uh, and Bob Paisley in, in a thought bubble where he's going how am I doing and they're going you're doing a great job and lots of people have laughed at it loads <laughs> Derek Okora as well incredibly was actually on Liverpool's books as a player what? at one point. Yeah, in the Bill Shankly reign, yeah. TV psychic Derek Okora was was technically a Liverpool player. He, I, he did, did have a career. Isn't that like every old man on the telly story? No, absolutely. Oh, he could, yeah. have, could have fallen back on the old football. He, genuinely, he genuinely was. Right. I've yeah. heard that before. He, he, was, yeah. he was genuinely. He actually yeah. played in Australia as well. I think he finished his career up there, which is absolutely incredible. But He's got the credentials. He certainly <laughs> has got the credentials. I mean, like, you know, some people say he doesn't have psychic powers. He says he does. That's enough for me. Right? And, and Liverpool is the perfect environment to test that. Absolutely. Yeah, That's what you're going to be. Yeah, and they love 
you know, Liverpool love their own history. It's a club with a very proud history. So if things aren't working out, channel Shankly, channel Paisley. <laughs> they should be absolutely unstoppable with Derek Okora in charge. And there'd be loads of ghost goals going in the front centre. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know who Derek Okora is. To be <laughs> well, that's to your credit. <laughs> <laughs> I've done don't well. Don't change that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're not okay. missing out. Like it, Jim. He might haunt you. Luke. Um... I've gone for a textbook suggestion. I think I, I sort of feel that it's already hanging over us. It's the spectre at the feast already in this uh, this opening of the show. It's got to be Big Sam. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Big Sam Adice. <laughs> the great thing about this now is we all know what Big Sam Adice is like, right? Yeah. So he's out of the game at the moment. He wants to get back in the game. We've seen him on mm. TV highlight shows mm. doing punditing, clearly putting himself out to get back on the horse. Mm-hmm. The horse being a Premier League management job. Yeah. Definitely not Sunderland then. The great thing about... Well, listen, this is what I'm going to go on to. The great thing about Dick Avocat at Sunderland and Brendan Rodgers at Liverpool losing their job on the same weekend is that now Big Sam has got a unwarranted and unrequested game of chicken and poker to play. Yeah. <laughs> if Sunderland come in first... Mm-hmm, which do I, they will. Do I take the job? <laughs> what... Well, if I if I do take it, I'll never know. I'll yeah. never know. <laughs> I would love to. I'm intrigued to see what his reason for not taking it will be if he indeed doesn't take it. Because he's not just going to go. Ah, oh, to be honest, they're an absolute joke. I'm not taking this job. He's got to come up with something, isn't he? He's so what's to, that going to be? He's going to have to set up call waiting on his phone in case Liverpool call while he's talking to somebody. <laughs> and just as a little addendum, we all know that Big Sam has been on record as saying that he should be managing at a really big club. Mm. The, the two he listed in the in the interview in question were Real Madrid and Inter. His tongue was firmly in cheek there, though. Liverpool are as big. Liverpool are the big... You're not going to get bigger than Liverpool in the UK. And it's, and it's a roomy old cheek, so... <laughs> mm. exactly, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just for the record, Barcelona and Real Madrid are bigger than Liverpool. Not in the yeah. UK. Well, obviously not. <laughs> They're not in the UK, that's I why. just said you don't get bigger than Liverpool in the UK. Yeah. Mm. No, I think we could all... Well, yeah, you do. Manchester United. Oh, that's a debate. That's a debate for another time. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a okay. debate for f- fans of those two clubs to have forever and ever and ever and ever, <laughs> and let's not do it anymore. I thought Sir Alex Ferguson put it to bed, but there we are. Uh, Peter. <laughs> um, True Detective Series 1. Yes. Yeah, good. McConaughey. Oh, oh what Imagine a, a press conference. Can I be in shot? Him just sort of leaning in to uh, the, the interviewer and then kind of just speaking in his ear quietly. I've got a question. Will they have to move all press conferences to a designated smoking area? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they they will. Will. Yes, so, so you're going for a sort of, you know, um, present day McConaughey rather than flashback scenes McConaughey? Uh, no, flashback scenes. Oh, flashback scenes. Okay, so that's that's no, 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 wait, hang on. Present day present old, day present old day <laughs> McConaughey, yeah. yeah. It wasn't that long, was it? Like five years, ten years? Oh, you yeah, confused. but I, he, you know, he, he went nuts in that time, didn't he? That's what happened in his life. You know what I'm like. We've just, we've do just, you, do, do just you found think out that Pete I, is confused by the concept of a flashback. Do you <laughs> think I watch I, any films? He's got different hairstyles all the time in the scenes. <laughs> the continuity's terrible in this. The scene appears to be in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't um, you just get him on his iPhone? <laughs> Can you do an impression of him? I could, I could, well, I could do on, it. it hang on, so he sort of like if it, in footbally terms, he sort of leans in like that past, past the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Shot, and say it into the microphone so nobody will hit. And so they just sort of like lean in like this and go. Yeah. I think we'll switch to a four-five-one. <laughs> Good, like it's it. intense. I'll go Very intense. It'll put me the yellow king. Are you? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I better answer quickly then. <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Oh, Putin. oh okay. okay. Strong leader gets results. That's what you need, isn't yeah. it? Topless, you know, on a horse. And people say that uh, it never helps when a team changes manager a lot. Mm. And he'll be in the job forever because he won't sack himself. <laughs> he'll find a way. No, that's <laughs> yeah. true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, there we go. I think that Jim's got the points. Well done, yeah. Jim. Come yeah. back, kid. Yeah. 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 Did you yeah. say yeah? I, did, that that I didn't even mean to. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's one of those rounds. It's one of those rounds where the fact that Jim won the points with Derek Okora yeah. reflects very badly on mine and Pete's answer. <laughs> the reason Correct. is because I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I get a feeling that when we leave this studio in a minute and you look him up, you're going to regret that decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't be encouraged. Really. No. Uh, let's move on to the Premier League, um, or as others call it around the world, the English Premier League. <laughs> uh, Everton drew one all with Liverpool. Not the big story coming out of Liverpool. I think. No. I think we've covered that, have we? I think we've extensively, need to talk knowledgeably about covered that. <laughs> yeah. I think, think Rodgers knew that when he yeah. was yeah. on the touchline, going, "Yeah, no one's going to be tired about this result." Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's as if when you look at the game, his team talk before the match, knowing what was about to happen, was simply fight. <laughs> it was a shirty game, wasn't it? It was, it was a shirty game when you consider that looking ahead to the to the game itself and the players that were on display, you were thinking 
There's not that many tempestuous characters in these yeah. lineups. It sh- I don't think it will go like that, but it did actually go like that. Emre Chan announced himself. He did. <laughs> Lucas was very lucky. He dodged a bullet. Mm, well. He should have gone for that. Very that much second so. one. But I, I disagree with you two. What you've intimated there, I don't think Brendan Rodgers did know. I don't think he did know. I don't think he did either. I think. Well, I think he knew he was under pressure because he said a couple of things yeah. the other week. And, and mm. managers know, and we'll get onto Chelsea soon as well. Yeah. But uh, I, I still think it was a bit of a shock, and I think, I think he'll be. I think he'll be absolutely gutted about that because he just got Sturridge back as well. Okay, yeah. I know this was a draw, but he's had Sturridge out for a long time, and, and Rogers was saying after the game, it's very hard in this uh, job. In, it's been hard in the last few years because we've chopped and changed some of our best players. We've gone out, obviously Suarez and Sterling. Gerard left as well, didn't help Sturridge being in a long-term injury, and so the way he was talking was trying to justify his performance as a Liverpool manager but yeah. the problem is under Rodgers they kind of became a selling club although it could have happened before that actually you could suggest yeah. because they sell the best players it's hard to blame him for that though it's, it's the nature of more yeah. modern football if you, if you really want an example of how but you could though Jim how deep in the gutter sort of Premier League football is the pretty much the exact same people who came out and were surprised that Rodgers is sacking and supported him and thought he should have been given more time were the same ex-Liverpool players who were briefing against him in the media the three or four weeks leading up to his sacking yeah so yeah. You, 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 you will always be able to find an ex-Liverpool yeah. footballer to, um, to say Back whatever you want the size yeah, of the absolutely. club the size of the club yeah. dictates that I think mm. I, 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 but they're I a very special club with regards to that as well there is such a group mentality that you Definitely. don't see in any other club in the land absolutely uh, you're absolutely right I, I think it's funny because you, when well, now we can look back on Rogers' career in, in the past tense. I get. And by the way, I would like to say that I don't. It's not very edifying to see that to see a manager who who essentially no everyone knows his goose is cooked, mm. but he isn't really fully across it. Mm. It's not very nice for anyone. Now I understand Liverpool uh, made a decision after the Sion game, so and I understand why they had to make that decision then, but. It just reminds me of when Ranieri was at Chelsea, when Martin yeah. Yol was at Spurs. It, no one really comes Horrible. out of that with any sort of credit, do they? No. It's, it's always a bit sort of It's just undignified yeah, for the man, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. through no fault of their own. Mm. Uh, I, I, well, to a degree. Uh, but Roger said in, in that interview, um, and this is why I think he probably did know, uh, he said that the job he's had to do has been one of constant rebuilding, and it has, because, you know, when he came in, it, the squad needed a bit of an overhaul, and then, you know, he's, he's got to react to losing Suarez and Sterling and, and Gerrard, and there's always always been, you know, it, it, I guess you could say this about Liverpool pretty much since about the middle, or towards the end, certainly, of, of Rafa Benitez's reign, where they've constantly been in transition, they've constantly needed to rebuild, and you've got to wonder... How much of that is because if you're not in the Champions League, you simply can't get the players you want. Mm. Like it's, it's all well and good for, you know, for any of us to say, oh, you know, they should be doing better. But how do you solve that problem? You can't just go, we'll sign Messi. Messi's no. not going well, to want to go there. It's, it's a tough position they find themselves in because they're, they're at the top of the second tier uh, mm. in, the, in the Premier League. And, and breaking through that is so, so tough. Mm. They they went from sort of um, Sturridge and Suarez to Barini and Balotelli. Yeah. I mean, that, that's <laughs> well, Roger didn't how want far. Balotelli, did he? They were, he was basically signed by committee mm. in a committee that he was on. So you got to wonder how much sort of well, say he, he had in a lot of those transfers. In the preseason leading up to when they signed him, I think I'm right in saying he was talking to journalists off the record on preseason tour saying, "Don't link us with, with Balotelli. We're not. We're not. We're not getting him as far as I'm concerned." And they and ended mm. up eventually mm. signing him. But mm. I think I, I do think that, that history might look back a bit more kindly on Rodgers than than perhaps we are at the moment. I was about to say, looking back on him as a manager of Liverpool in the past tense, now we can be a bit more objective about it. While I think he's probably a bit of a bluffer and he has definitely got um, shortcomings. Pre- Presume well, chiefly the fact that he's an experience in Europe, but that's not really his fault. I mean, he's going to mm. learn that trade as he gets older as a manager. Mm. Also, the transfer thing. I understand the Liverpool transfer committee situation, uh, but he was still playing a part in that. He still he still has to take his share of the responsibility for that. But it is worth thinking about what state they were in when Liverpool when Rodgers took over. I mean, they went through the whole G- uh, Gillette and Hicks thing, which mm. was a, a, yeah. a dark day, dark time for the club. Hodgson, who didn't fit at all, and Rodgers came in, and, and I know they eventually came up short. But in that 2013-14 season, he did give the city and the club a whole thing to believe in again. Yeah. And and if you take that period of time, especially from sort of February, beginning of February that season mm. to the end of April, they won every game. Mm. They won every single league. And Ever- Everton were firing as well, so the whole place was just bouncing, wasn't it? They yeah. were love. They, they won eleven games in a row, uh, and and they came very close to winning the title. They scored the most goals in the league season since 1896. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and it was probably their best season since 1990. I mean, of course, they came second under Benitez, but they weren't playing the same sort no. of football. And so that was a real. I think. I think 
Liverpool fans can rightly look back on that season with a great degree of fondness and, and the type of football they played. Yeah. And of course, Suarez and Sturridge played a big part in that. But the manager's role was still to get the best out of the players, and he did that. Everyone was concerned after that season, though, that not winning the league would, would have an incredible sort of negative knock-on effect on the mentality of everyone there. And that kind of is how it played out, isn't it? They just, well, what's happened the mental to them is, it's recovery been, from that is tough. It's been after the Lord Mayor show without them winning the title. Mm. There was still a Lord Mayor show. In fact, that everyone was so enthusiastic yeah. and they came so close. And the inertia after that has been difficult to sort to to um to, to, to overcome. Yeah. Coupled and, with losing those players. And losing those players just exactly. Just, and storage I got out in at national duty and then just you know getting injured. I mean I know it's not about one player, but if you you're choosing fifty percent of your firepower, mm. um get one getting one player getting sold in Suarez and then you yeah. lose him. Like what have you got after that? And the fact that we're still talking about that more <laughs> than a season later and it mm. seems relevant because it does seem like it's you know, what's happening on the pitch now is a direct result of all that, uh, is astounding. Isn't but it? but that same kind of um, transfer policy has brought in, uh, has spent a lot of money and brought in yeah. players that haven't really been good enough and mm. you know there well, has to be some responsibility I think people coming outside of football you know I don't think the, the people who supplied the money for that had ever worked in football before and mm. coming to it and sort of going well if we're going to spend 300 million or something we want some kind of showing for that and they didn't win the title you know it nowadays 300 million can't even guarantee the title. You need to put that in every single year, pretty much, for the yeah. infrastructure. Well, you're not looking at the... doing that, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. actually, though, Liverpool fans are laughed at a lot for, for talking about this, but their net spend isn't actually that high. They do mm. recoup a lot of that money. So it's, I, I think it's not quite as bad as people make out when you look at what Rogers spent because he did make some back through uh, huge the, transfers of Sterling and Suarez in particular. The circumstances around his sacking are clearly timed and linked with the Chelsea situation. I think there's, I think that's made them blink. I think I think they've thought we want Klopp. We will mm. fit our club really well. If we know we can't get Klopp over Chelsea, if Chelsea, if it comes mm. to that, and so they blinked first. I think there's definitely that's element yeah, of the because, timing. But it involved. does seem eight games in crazy to do it now rather than the summer. So I think yeah. it's been a been a quick decision. Well, Jamie Carragher was I think you're absolutely right. very vocal on that, wasn't he? But it, I mean, I agree with you. But if they've decided to give him another go. And then it started, and they thought, mm, we've, we've, we've had second thoughts here. Then they've obviously acted. We obviously, talked about that season about Rodgers when they finished second and they lost Suarez. He knew Suarez was going to go. Mm. Why didn't he act then? You've mm. just finished second. You've nearly won the league. Liverpool, he's got them going again. They had an awful lot of money. Why did he then where not... Do you, where do you find the Suarez, though? Well, exactly. It's true, but um, look, I mean, at, look at the, the, the big sides of often, uh, 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 you know, Lost players. Uh, I mean, look at the players Manchester United have lost over the years, but they've mm. always managed to do that. I think, yeah, I think even they've, Arsenal, they've consistently though, been in the Champions League and always had more money. Yeah, so and Liverpool got into the Champions League and then they failed the next season. And I think that the fall from grace was was just too much, and he was always going to ha- be up against it. There, I'm not, mm. I'm not necessarily. I know I'm being. I'm, Playing devil's advocate slightly. Oh, I agree. I agree partly with you. I mean, I would say this season he's lost his way. I mean, I talked about it last week. He's, he's used so many different formations, mm. and he's tried to keep so many different players happy. Exactly. He spent so <clears> much <throat> money, and he doesn't know his best formation. Mm-hmm. And he's he's then been buying players such as Danny Ings, who's a decent player. But Arsenal, Manchester City, Manchester United, and Chelsea wouldn't even consider Danny Ings. No. I think mm. Ings is a good player, and, and he probably deserves his. I think he's got a call up, or, or if he's he has, only, yeah, yeah he, he he deserves that. But that's I think where the owners looked. You know. Uh, he was going to buy he'd buy players like that you know mm. he, he kept Barini you know players like that and I think that the, the owners have thought yeah I, I think it's, uh, this this one's gone mm-hmm. I agree um, mm. but but hopefully uh, Liverpool fans will remember those those good times and and, and when they uh, you know they'll, they'll say to themselves there goes Brendan Rodgers <laughs> I should remember to thank him <laughs> <laughs> so do we do you think it's going to be Klopp coming in well I, I think I think that's who they want I think that um the thing they have to consider with Klopp is that while he's a good fit and he looks like one of those rare examples of a manager who genuinely does fit a club really well, I mean, it seems like a really natural thing to, for them to move for him. And, and there are a lot of similarities between Liverpool and Dortmund. The only sort of real difference I can see is the well, the, the challenge ahead of him at Liverpool is harder. I mean, yeah. it, the reason for that is because in Germany, the, the spectre of, of, of Bayern Munich just hangs over yeah, everyone. It tends to be buying and one other, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, whereas in, in England you've got well, Chelsea, City certainly, and probably United as well. Mm-hmm. So he's got to overhaul three clubs rather than just one. And he, Arsenal. Yeah. And, three and clubs Arsenal at least. And so he, he, he proved able to do it. He won a couple of league titles and he won the double in 2012, didn't he, with Dortmund. And they, got, so. and they got to a Champions League final. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he has got the pedigree um, and he does seem like a good fit, but I think it will be a big challenge for him. I mean, Klopp himself, you know, he will want to come into a league where he, he thinks he has a realistic chance of winning that league. And I just don't think he have that at Liverpool especially so you don't think he'll take the job they currently have I don't know like because he's on sabbatical isn't he and yeah. 
big jobs come up in football. That's, it's just how it happens. You know, it, it, you, football changes really, really quickly. We all know that. He'll know that. He's a very astute man. I, I think he might wait for, for his a stock, bigger job. Yeah. His stock's not going to fall, by the way. Exactly. I, I don't think his stock will be higher because I think if he, he takes a Liverpool job, it's a hard job, it's a big microscope, and I think he'll have a lot more trouble than he, he mm. has. A, I also think if you take the Liverpool job, then moving to another club in England, which he may want to do at some point, a, a bigger club with better resources or whatever, becomes, becomes impossible almost, mm. doesn't it? So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I'd like to see him in the Premier League, I but I don't point, know if he will. I understand the point you make, Jim, that he doesn't have to sort of decide now. But if you think about it, Arsene Wenger's not going to go anywhere soon. Chelsea's an interesting one. Uh, Manchester City are probably going to line up Pep Guardiola after that. Manchester United, there's talk of maybe Giggs getting promoted within. Klopp, will, I think, wants to manage in England. Mm. I think he's probably made that reasonably clear. Actually, a few jobs like this suddenly open up when he's free. And also, does he wait? Oh, well, I'll wait till next summer. Well, that's a long time yeah, when well, he's out of his profession. All, all I'm saying is that, you know, that I wouldn't put it past Klopp to, to see it like that. I, I mean, I'd, I would like to see him at Liverpool. I think we all would. Yeah, I'd like to see him in the Premier League. Premier League. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I, I would hate to like a Chelsea manager, so it's, <laughs> diff- <laughs> it's, it's difficult for me. Well, I'll tell you what, McLaren's not safe in his job, Pete. You can, no, be, you can be going down yeah. to Newcastle. Imagine Klopp at Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. Glorious. That, out of all of the clubs in the Premier League, I would say it's probably a better fit. Oh, he likes a giggle. Move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently Rogers found out over the phone. Yeah. Uh, isn't that Which I think that he found he'd already been told by um, Ian Eyre though yeah. in person so I don't think he actually found out over the phone did he oh no I thought he was told over the phone but I, I thought the decision was explained to him by someone at Fenway Sports well, after he'd already been told it's a bit by of a walk to get back to Anfield from Goodison Park. Go, go on the phone. <laughs> yeah. we'll, wait, we'll, we'll wait until the worst, most pretentious autobiography comes out. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the. Um, I mean, if it was a phone call, and people might think that's a bit. I don't know, inappropriate form of a bit of a word. It wasn't the worst one that happened recently. <laughs> there was no. a club in Bosnia that announced the sacking of their manager on their official Facebook page without telling the manager first. <laughs> and the now former manager, to his eternal credit, liked the post and then replied, thanks for the notice. That's so good. I love the fact that he liked it. That's so That's great. That's the best bit. That dislike button cannot come <laughs> quick enough. Yeah. In fact, I think I would have preferred that had he not have put thanks for the notice, just liked it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just like if you put like a meme on there or something. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We're going to talk about uh, Newcastle and more Premier League stuff after this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. (laughs) 
They're men of the world, not you regular rabble. They love a bit of that. Hash, hashtag travel. At one point during Saturday's uh, action, Newcastle and Sunderland were both winning. Wow. Let's take a moment. Wow. <laughs> Let's take, take a, a moment. Take a few it's and all they think had. about it yeah. yesterday. <laughs> Literally all yeah. they had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dick Advocates quit as Sunderland uh, manager. Yeah. No surprise there. Dick out. Yeah. I've always, I've always thought that. <laughs> Get um, your dick out. I've always thought that Dick, Dick Avocat seems like a good egg. You know, he yeah, seems like he a does. nice fella. And I'm, I'm sad to see him go. Slightly egg shaped. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. On the way. But yeah. what he's done, what he's, he's done is he, he's tried. He's <laughs> got Avocat a taste. is very eggy. Carry on, Luke. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> no. Don't <laughs> try about eggs and avocado. Sensibly about football. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I was just going to say that um, Avocat got a taste of the Sunderland biscuit, and that's what tempted him back in for another season. Right. You, Too many. You t- tell us off for yeah, talking yeah. about eggs and avocado, and you bring biscuits into it. Yeah, you had a platform to build that, on. That's there. what we're waiting for. There's you had time to change what you're going to say. It's never a bad time for a biscuit. <laughs> I mean, there was when a bit of swimming a, actually. When, oh, yeah. when, when he, when he left Sunderland, um, there was a bit of a scramble. Wait, we're on biscuits to get him now. back. Uh, no, I'm bringing it back to eggs. Okay. If you wouldn't mind, oh, right. don't worry about it. It's gone. It was never was really there. He's gone. Ellis Short, the chairman of Sunderland, of course, said he was very sad that Advocate decided to leave, but said it was a testament to the Dutchman's character that he didn't seek any financial settlement yeah. which he said was unusual in football I know he's quit so the thought of I quit and can you give me some money <laughs> yeah. you know I, I, by the sound of it that is quite a normal well, thing that, that's, that's why I added that last little bit there um, from Mr Short's uh, statement it's, it's, a sort of, it's a sort of idea that makes you less sympathetic towards managers when they lose their job because right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they get a massive pay off but he clearly was liked at Sunderland and you saw him when he was he had tears in his eyes when they, he kept them up I think he'd, he invested uh, emotionally a lot in the club more than perhaps what he thought he would just being there for a season because they've got mm. a great fan base and it is a one club um, town or city sorry yeah uh, and, and, and that's probably why he was reeled in again to do another season. Well, hence me, hence me saying it. I mean, you've got the taste of the biscuit. It's a big football city. And, it is, and, so, yeah. and so for him to get that emotional attachment from keeping them up, mm. it was probably very hard for him to walk away. And in the end, he wasn't able to do so. So, yeah. so that's why he's, he's gone a step too far and been and, 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 and lost his job. But the thing is, it could have been so different. I mean, they went 2-0 up against West Ham. They could yeah. have gone 3-0 up. Yeah. And they would have been 3-0 up at half-time. And I think that's a different game. Mm. And, and unfortunately, the typical Sunderland hapless defending meant that yeah. Jenkinson nipped it. Jenkinson? Kind of and second ever goal. The, the biscuit yeah. got soggy. It did, Indeed. and they went in at 2-1. <laughs> we won't ask mm. how. And what? then, the, and then the, the writing was on the wall. What, what I like about the Sunderland, Sunderland losing their manager, so I, I didn't mean to giggle at that time, but um, if, if Sunderland ever need a short-term boost, getting rid of the manager invariably works. Yeah. And it's two games before the derby, so that's that they usually works for them. For that, oh, yeah, they're yeah. coming up against uh, your beloved Newcastle I think the last United. three times with Newcastle, Newcastle five, have played isn't them. It? They've lost their manager before. It's actually... Oh. Um, I, I saw an amazing fact that Sunderland haven't won a game in August or September since like 2011 wow like it's, it's years since they've won yeah. a game in August or September starting slow hmm. yeah it's, but it seems like every season they do this great escape thing and they mm. learn nothing from it each time yeah. I think they should adopt the Watford model it was, well, oh, they've just had, utter chaos yeah but they've had nine managing ten years or whatever the stat is something similar to that they need stability blah 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 blah. no but look at Watford they yeah. change the manager every ten minutes <laughs> do what you like and they're great they and do get, it and get an Italian club under the Get a, yeah. as well. get a guest manager for each game. <laughs> that would be class. It's as if they've got like a board of directors, but that board of directors is just loads of different suggestions on bits of paper in a tombola. <laughs> and like they meet once a month and just decide what they're going to do from that. That would probably be closer to the truth than any of us would dare imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but Sunderland, they, they have a sort of, I think they have like a transfer committee as well. Certainly they have someone in charge of it and it's, it's, it's not as simple as it used to be with the manager sort of That's making decisions over um, transfers. That's the reason why Big Sam may not go there. Absolutely. But um, it's kind of a similar situation to at Liverpool, isn't it, for Avocat? He couldn't get the players he wanted. And, you know, I mean, Eunice Kabul's come in and had a tough time. And, like, they're, they're basically, they've not improved on what they had in a squad that really nearly went down. And there's no one in the league who looks as bad as them right now. The, the promoted mm. clubs yeah. look a lot. Newcastle, <laughs> 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 uh, well, yeah. Sort of lump them all in together, Pete. Yeah, Sorry about that. Just same, it? Yeah. Well, maybe you guys could merge. How would you. Um, <laughs> I'm sure no one would have that? a problem with that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. The magpies and the black cats. Historically, I imagine those animals will get t- t- together quite well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but who do we think then? Do we think it's Sam Allardyce or there's talk of Sean Dyche as Klopp. well? Cloppo. Imagine Klopp. that. Let's talk about uh, Michael Laudrup. That'd be yeah, Laudrup would be an interesting one. It's a tough job, though, isn't it? it is you a look tough at job. how many managers have, have gone through it. Like, surely that, that makes it an even harder job for those being appointed because there's going to be so many managers there looking at that going, nah, you're all right. Mm. Do we it, think Sam Just the right? turnover of players and the turnover of managers. I mean, of course, there's always going to be a manager out there who thinks he can do the business because yeah. that's the nature of the characters you get in management in the Premier League, especially. Mm. But 
I feel like he shouldn't be taken lightly. I think I think Big Sam would take the opportunity because he's egotistical enough to think he can turn it around, which yep. is not a criticism. I mean, yeah. he's well, got not necessarily himself. egotistical. It's 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 confident. He's, yeah. he's got a great, and to be fair to him, Marcus, he's got a great record in doing so. He so does, I mean, yeah. he keeps he, he took. Look, I mean, the West Ham thing is is a controversial one to bring up, but I mean, he took him back to the Premier League and kept him there, mm-hmm. and they're now like an established Premier League Absolutely. side. So, that's all he's doing. Exactly. It's, so. it's nice that the two managers that have lost their jobs in the two positions that are available right now uh, are way out of reach of the Harry Redknapp helicopter. Yeah. Well, I was about he's, to say his knees would never get all yeah. the way up to well, Sunderland. Yeah, because of course he lives on the south coast mm. and would just never travel. Yeah. He did, he did, I know this is going to sound ridiculous and I'm not saying this to undermine Liverpool, but Redknapp did something in the press about two weeks ago and I didn't think much of it at the time because Rodgers was still in a job nah. and it sounded like the sort of stuff he say, used to say when he was asked for a job <laughs> right. about Liverpool. Honestly, he did. Really? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's fascinating. If there's one club that could tempt old Redders from, from his... <laughs> From his job down the south, his house down on the south coast, it would be Liverpool. He came very close to taking the Newcastle job, mm. but he didn't take it because they wouldn't give him a private jet yeah. to yeah. go back and forward. Every Maybe day. Sunderland will. What Liverpool? He was on a good commute every day. Jim, shout out to Sunderland. I'm trying to link it to Liverpool here. Yeah, <laughs> it's much funnier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sunderland, would, he wouldn't take the Sunderland job, but I'll tell you yeah. what: if Redknapp, if, if Redknapp was offered it, he'd take Liverpool. How right? far um, is John Lennon Airport? From yeah, about 40 minutes. Would he, um, ah, can we change the nickname of the club from the Reds to the Rednaps? Get his son as an assistant manager. <laughs> Former player. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's one, in one, the family. One mm-hmm. person we haven't mentioned for Sunderland, mm-hmm. big Nigel Pearson. Well, I was about to say Pearson. Pedigree it's, of, uh, you know, keeping the A team up in the Premier League. He yeah. did and manage Newcastle once, though. Well, right like on the caretaker basis. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is, that to, is that enough to rule him out? Steve Bruce is Maybe. a Geordie. He's, that's true. Yeah. Still did nah, the job. Bruce has done Sunderland. No, but that's th- what I mean. He's you know he's a Geordie and they accepted him. No, but he never really had a history of Newcastle. With Newcastle yeah, but right, he's a Geordie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and, yeah. Ha- and Sunderland hated him for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pearson can handle that. If there's one person who thrives in utter chaos, which to be fair he mostly creates himself, <laughs> it is Nigel Pearson. It's actually a perfect fit. I th- yeah, I they think... need a rocket up their, their backsides, and Pearson is the man to launch that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, there we are. We've solved that one. Um, uh, what about Newcastle? I, yeah, they did lead. I mean, they did lead. They did, they lead. did lead. And it was yeah. McLaren's man who's been talking him up. <laughs> um, and he, and he, and, uh, it was a tidy little finish, a nice little pass. It was, uh, it was oh, Mitrovic. looking great. Mitrovic, yeah. his name escaped me for a minute there. If, if, um, if, um, McLaren's been talking him up. It's probably time for the weekly mention of Pete talking him up and uh, comparing him to Alan Shearer. Yeah. Not that you get away with that one. You, I, every I, time I, 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 I did not compare. I, I compared his physicality to Alan Shearer. Yeah. I've got the he direct quote there to Pete. I've would, got the direct quote here if you want it. Yeah, the direct quote is, I'll right. be very surprised if Mitrovic doesn't break Alan Shearer's Barclays Premier League goal scoring record of 260 strikes. <laughs> this season, I believe he said. This season alone. Luke, I, I, I think you're overestimating how much... How, how much rubbish I say in a day. You <laughs> yeah, know? I say yeah. that sort of stuff all the time. But, but it I was mean, a nicely taken goal. Yeah. Defend um, yourself, man. You it never w- said that. It, it did <laughs> look as if Newcastle were sort of happy to just have led. Yeah. Like that, they could take that from well, the game. It's you know, a start. Yeah. yeah. It's a pick- <laughs> we'll, try, we'll try for like another 10 minutes. Yeah. But what and I then like if not. Uh, Aguero's got an almost identical stooping header above <laughs> five minutes did, later. Did just go, all oh, right, yeah, Aguero's my fantasy football captain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I like to think that after the game, it, McLaren took all the players back into the uh, into the dressing room, got the old whiteboard out, wrote Manchester City 6, Newca- Newcastle 1, mm. and then just put a circle around the one and just went, baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs> After the first half, good. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's good. End, no one end, can change that. that. You've not lost yeah. that. That's bankable. Yeah. All right. two, two of those in a game and you're yeah. away. Yeah. You know, like the little numbers underneath the main result on the BBC website. Yeah, yeah. it says HT. Yeah, one all. We'll that's take it. it. But uh-huh. I, I think at the end, McLaren just sort of went. Look, Aguero's unplayable when he's like that, but if you could limit him to four goals a match, that'd yeah. be fantastic. We only, gave him, great. we only gave him ten touches, yeah, but five of them were goals. <laughs> he got sent off with half hour left. I know, that was super. That's that's he was carrying a knock. <laughs> <laughs> carrying a knock! When people were talking about Aguero getting subbed off with half hour left and saying, I would be gutted about that. I was think- All I was thinking was, that is an insult to the proud city of Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to pop off and enjoy the nightlife. We've yeah. not seen someone score six in a Premier League game. No. no. And he was on for that I, yeah. it was really disappointing wasn't it that he had to come Sorry, off Sorry, he, he was on for about 12 <laughs> 6 yeah. would have been a disappointment at that do you think yeah. the Premier League made a call and went look come on we want to keep this record bubbling over yeah. for a bit <laughs> <laughs> mm. was, Sorry. after the game McLaren was talking up the positives in his post-match interviews yeah. and there's points where you got to think I know you've got to be positive but come on Steve yeah you've got to come be 6-1 
Theory, me. Yeah. Pete, what are they? Are they buggered? Norwich next week. There Come we on. are. Come yeah. on, There's you always go again. Woo. And then Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> the Sunderland roasting we yeah, get yeah. every season. <laughs> I thought De Bruyne's got or De Bruyne. Do we De Bruyne, yeah, De Bruyne, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. nice yeah. goal. You know the one. Oh, uh, was, it was a lovely goal. Possibly fortuitous. I, th- I think he meant it. I think, think? It was a very deft touch. If he didn't mean it, it's, and he had a lot of time to, to hit it, so he yeah. clearly thought about it. If you don't mean that, it's yeah. a really odd decision otherwise. But it could have spun off his foot. But if he did mean it, that's... I, one of the goals of the month. Sure. We're, we're, oh, absolutely. we're all about football as, as entertainment on this show, and I think we should give them the benefit of the doubt. Cushion, like, yeah. what, what an entertainer. There we are. Against the home of the entertainers, Newcastle. He looks about 10 as well. Yeah. Mm. Imagine what he's going to be like when he's a full grown adult. <laughs> well, I, 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 for one, would like to applaud him because, I mean, August and to a certain extent September mm. um, is going to be the trickiest month for him given that he is especially prone to sunburn. May next. <laughs> in the running, in the running, if he's an important player for them this season, which I think he will be, in the running in May, if they yeah. need to get results, He's going to need to slap on that sunblock. Yeah, that's the but the biggest investment they can He's make. He's still going to be playing in Manchester. True, Manchester's yeah. uh, oh. three hundred days a year. Just watch out year. for away games in London. And Bournemouth away will be a tough one. <laughs> the, if they've got Bournemouth the, away in May, the tropical <laughs> south coast of England, the beautiful city of Bournemouth. Well, I'm not arguing that. Yeah, they got palm trees in the centre of that yeah, city. I tell yeah, you, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah, have they really? Yeah, they're genuinely. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just all I'm saying is the biggest investment you can make now, in between now and the end of the season, mm. you haven't got to wait for the transfer yep. window. Some block for De Bruyne. SPF. I yeah. just think he's permanently embarrassed. The most possibly, but yeah. the most the most susceptible man to sunburn in the Premier League since Paul Skulls. <laughs> well, maybe yeah, maybe he's just he's haunted by ghosts. And he can see Stop them all the going time. on this. You've had your points. The ghost <laughs> early on, and that's enough. Um, uh, let's move on to Chelsea. Oh, yes, yes, please. I want to make it clear. One, I don't run away. Two, if the club wants to sack me, they have to sack me because I'm not running away from my responsibilities. And then Mourinho <laughs> also went to say third, and I think it's more important than the first and second. It's a crucial moment in the history of the club. You know why? Because if they sack me, they sack the best manager this club had had. It was seven minutes long, that rant, wasn't yeah. it? Like, it's a bit like, or, Josie, do, yeah. you clearly think you're going to be sacked, he's, he's playing mind games with his own... It's brilliant and himself. It's, it's great. Fantastic. It's Shakespearean. <laughs> it's like Macbeth. It's incredible. It's a bit like Macbeth. I was going to say it's a bit like um, Gollum and the Ring. Like, <laughs> yeah. The Ring is Mourinho's mind games, and they've completely consumed him. Absolutely. And he's, now he has to go and live in a cave. He really is basically. He's goading them. Go on, sack me. Yeah, sack me. But go on. You can't sack me because I'm the best manager mm. you've ever had. It's, and they've, they've backed him today, haven't they? He's frightened them into it. But it's interesting <laughs> what he says about this being a crucial period in their history because what he's obviously referring to is the short-termism that has been present at Chelsea since Abramovich took over. Because no one's been there for that long, and you know we know that Mourinho has never done three seasons at a club anywhere, and he's no, he's yeah, he did three so, seasons at Real Madrid, uh, and he's probably more than three seasons. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, this is him saying, "Look, let's build a dynasty. You know, you got to trust me through a difficult period, but you know how good I am. I've proven how good I am. Just let's get through this. This this fart has become a shot, and it may yes. get worse or it may get better. We I, just I, don't I, know. I do I do agree with some of what you said there, Jim. I, I think that, but not all. It is. I'm I mean, just saying that that's what he's doing. But in fairness, no, to I Mourinho, agree. I do agree with in you. In fairness to Mourinho, we can we can mock and, and we can mock the delivery and mock the sort of seven minute rant. But the third point he makes in that is actually true. I mean, he is their best ever manager. Yeah, yeah, that, is, that is the case. So, so you would argue that even in the short termism of the Premier League in the modern day, he still afforded a little bit of time. It did. He's not. He's not doing so any favors by doing this. But he really, this, the points he's making are fairly sound. The only problem is, I think that there's real factions in that dressing room. I can't think of any other reason why yeah. he's playing Ivanovic. The, the only reason I think of why he keeps playing Ivanovic and not singling him out for criticism is because he's a loyal player. Like he's oh, on his side. Line. He's on his side, whereas some other players in that in that dressing room aren't. And I think it's the same for one or two others as well. Mm. And it really is bizarre to think of why. He's not moving Aspilicueta over and playing Baba Rackman, who who he uh, he yeah, was after for really ages. Strange one that. So there's definitely factions in that dressing room. Um, the, well, the, one of the funny, the, I thought the funniest thing he said was no one really picked up on this. The funniest thing I found that he said in that post-match interview was that he seemed to um, indicate that he felt that Falcao should have had a penalty because Chelsea aren't doing very well. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing with that was Falcao was was um, was on the way down yeah, anyway yeah. after the goalkeeper had gone for it, which he has every right to do. I mean, it's I, the, it wasn't the a penalty. Goal, I think that, no, it wasn't a penalty. I think the referee actually did really well to not give that as a penalty. Southampton from should have had a position. Southampton could have had a couple, I think. Mm. That, the shirt pull. Was that, was Van Dijk. that was blatant. Yeah, yeah. and the, the foul on Mane as well. That was um, Ivanovic as well, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Mane had a brilliant day, didn't he? He did. Terrorised them. He's a when, great player, Mane. They, they, should have, they should have legitimately had, probably, if you include, like, there's two penalty shouts, one which was they absolutely should have won four or five. On. I think they should have won 5-1, five, five, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they, <laughs> they won 5-1 at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> but... 
and Mourinho's been saying he's going to play Loftus-Cheek and he has actually publicly called out Matic and Ivanovic um, in the past 24 hours which you know he's So that's he's the first done. time for Ivanovic Yeah he's, he's also said the reason he took off Matic was because um, he needed to put another striker on and Cesc Fabregas um, is, is better at coping emotionally when he's in bad form so he's backhanded you know Right, compliments okay. to Fabregas there as well. Yeah. So he has now got to the point where he has criticised Matic, Ivanovic, and Fabregas directly. For so, me, for me, I mean, I don't know the exact stats around this, but for me, the sub for a sub is the brilliant, legitimate way of telling that a manager lost a plot. Yeah, I'd love to see yeah, the stats okay. on how long a manager keeps his job after he sub for a sub someone. But like you said, he, he took him off because he didn't need a defensive midfielder anymore because they needed to go for it. Yeah, mm. so that's it, fair, you know, fair. tactically it makes sense. But with, with, with us sort of talking about his his record, I'm the best manager you, you've ever seen at Chelsea. It does make you go into Wikipedia and look at the win ratios of each of each uh, manager. So Avram Grant had a 67 percent win average, and Jose Mourinho first time round had a win average of 67 percent as well. So and get Avi back in. Much Uncle Avi. Yeah. You know who's got a higher um, average than both of them play, uh, people? Rafa yeah. Benitez. Ray Wilkins. 100%. Oh, <laughs> 100%. Bobby Gold, win ratio of zero. <laughs> okay. The um, gold father. Graham Ricks has a bit of a record, but the less said about yeah, well, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's 100% in some sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years long, you might say. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, you're finishing on Graham Ricks. Yeah, probably yeah. for the best. Yeah. Um, I thought to myself, wouldn't you know, Chelsea fans won't like me saying this, but in a, in a weird twist of fate, Rafa Benitez loses his job at Real Madrid. Jose Mourinho swap him back. Oh, it'd be amazing! <laughs> it'd be incredible, wouldn't yeah. it? Can we also um, give some uh, credit to Will I Am, who got his fourth free kick in four games? Yeah, yeah. excellent. I think amazing. he meant that one. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. It was, it was a beauty. It was a beauty. Yeah, I mean, it is so strange, but. I say this every week now, but surely Chelsea are going to turn around. He had to fight a lot of fires at Real Madrid. He managed to get that back to some sort of respectable level in terms of semi-final Champions League and second in the league to a, a wonderful Barcelona side, although yeah. ultimately it wasn't enough to keep him in the job. Uh, you wouldn't imagine this will continue much longer with well, Chelsea. Well, next, next time out, I think they're at home to Aston Villa. Perfect. International, international break now. Yeah, which helps. But yeah, but home to Aston Villa. Yeah. Aston Villa, I know we're not talking about Aston Villa this week, but their next six games are absolutely horrendous. Tell you what, the, the, horrendous. The, every week goes by, I think, old Lukey Moore's prediction. Mm. Yeah. When, he got the job, when, when he got the job, I said he'd be out of the job by the end of November. Yeah. Did you say the end of November? 30, oh, he said the it. 31st of November, so it would sound more specific. <laughs> no, I think he said the 30th. Yeah, there, there think... is no 31st of November. Yeah. Well, you should have done that. I'll go on then, Jim, while you're here. Arsenal 3, Manchester United. No, your you beloved what? Gunners were at the races. It. I, I came back from Japan yesterday and I got... Um, so I turned my... Um, data back on and the Ooh, game was about 20, yeah, the, <laughs> the game was about 25 minutes in I'd sort of forgotten about it it's like, oh yeah the Arsenal Man United game's on and generally generally we lose that and I was sort of dreading looking at it and I was thinking oh god for once can we can we just be like 3-0 up already and then like it, it, we were I felt like I was god it was, it was absolutely amazing maybe that's how it you works you take responsibility for it yeah and for everything now I think that's how it works you, you're maybe you're god everyone's god for like 10 seconds of time there was a, there was, there was a man that's how it felt are you pleased you got 10 seconds specifically for there was a man on the train who was explaining it to his three-year-old daughter who could well believe it. She, she, he was going, I can't believe it. Can you believe it? She's gone, yeah. <laughs> I felt like going, she's three. Oh, yeah. she's going to be... That's, that's you've brilliant. just explained the sun to her. <laughs> it's it's three-nil in a football match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was great. Per Mertesacker uh, put out a brilliant t- uh, tweet afterwards which he said, synchronised football, judges score, Arsenal three points. Wow. <laughs> wonderfully creatively smart it's exactly how you'd imagine a German to have a go at humour for the first time absolutely yeah um, but it, it was it was a fantastic performance from Arsenal one of the best performances we've seen at the Emirates in, in literally in years they I were want, just I'll, blitzed United who could have been anyone they just looked like any team they, oh, I remember the feeling they, they, well, they could have been anyone the feeling was genuinely on. similar to after the Stoke game where you just think should have had more yeah, like United did not turn up. I think that uh, they got wind of uh, Louis Van Hal talking about Ashley Young maybe playing fullback and targeted him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, maybe. And that also was... that the coverage of that game, which you probably wouldn't have seen, but you have uh, seen subsequently, yeah. is is that. Um, during the post-match analysis of that game is when Jamie Carragher and Thierry Henry and the Sky Sports studio got news that Brendan Rodgers had been yeah. fired. Uh, and Thierry Henry um, <laughs> t- t- grabbed Jamie Carragher's leg. <laughs> it was so camp. And, and Jamie Carragher was stunned. Right? And I really loved By which? What, someone said, what someone said on Twitter. Uh, that's the closest Carragher's been to Henry in his entire career. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> very good. Very, very good. Oh, it's, very worth, good. it's worth having a look online if you can see the picture mm. of it because Carragher's face is an absolute picture. Mm. Yeah. Well, one thing that was great from an Arsenal point of view as well was us um, being 3 0 up and Petr Cech. Um, stopping it being 3-1 just before half-time and you know those, if it goes in at 3-1 those nerves come in and you think well could there be a comeback on and so offered against Arsenal yes there can be a yeah, comeback yeah, on and then just sort of just, just controlling the game in a way that meant we never had to have that panic it was, I, 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 like the way they, I like the way they changed it up it clear, they very clearly and very obviously changed it up and just said to you know come on then and we're hitting mm. on the break we've got pace yeah. we're, tap, we're happy with that we're comfortable and, and that's the hallmark of a confident side absolutely mm. you don't see Arsenal doing that too much good to see Sanchez and, uh, and Walcott's having yeah, a, Walcott had a, a superb game at centre forward Really yeah. impressive with him. He's learning the role very well, and he's doing all the things you need to do mm. in terms of bringing other players into it. And when you, those players are players like Özil, Sanchez, and Cazorla buzzing around, that's that's you know that can be really really effective. And um, it just needs to be a catalyst for the whole season. Generally, we have a slow start, and then we you know we pick it up when it's maybe already a little bit too late. If this can be the catalyst to stop that happening straight away, then hopefully Arsenal can actually put a proper title bid in. We're second, so there's no reason we can't. Yeah, yeah. And also, I really hope the players took a selfie for Roy Keane after the game. Yeah. Um, among all this chat about the the, the the outstanding results and the weekend and the managerial merry-go-round, it should be noted that Big Pard's Palace beat West Brom. And he said after the game, which is a little bit disrespectful to Palace, I won't ever let it rest until I'm done to get to one of the big clubs because I want a bigger percentage chance of winning. It's like he's a football Scarface now. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It is. I mean, the funny thing is he's actually got a decent record at Palace. But then he goes, <laughs> why wouldn't I? Well, because of the team that have just welcomed you in. They've treated yeah. you like a, a flipping deity. I really envy Brendan Rodgers, probably don't at the moment now, um, and <laughs> Jose Mourinho and everyone else, but that doesn't stop my determination to try and turn them over. It's pards behind this. It's pards all over mm. because because we talked about how he's changed his behaviour because he wants the England job. Well, maybe he wants shadows. the Liverpool job. But his feet are barely under the desk and he's already bigging himself it's up. super. Yeah. Well, the, the England one as well. So not only is he talking about the big sides in the Premier League, he then went on to talk about England saying, if Roy Hodgson, and after Roy, somebody else, if ever turned up at my doorstep, I would say to the FA, I'll have one tournament. What? And then he went. <laughs> that is not how it works. Yeah, right. They don't just come round. Yeah, do they live in your house? All right, right. I'll have one tournament. Oh, sorry, Alan, I got the wrong address. He thinks he's Francesco Totti. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, <laughs> then he goes, I'll have one tournament. Let me have one tournament, win, lose, or bust. And my money ends when that ends. I'd be happy with that. Can I just say, there is no third option there. It's either win or lose. Yeah. What, what is bust in, isn't in a that thing. analogy? What does bust actually mean? No. Oh, but he'd be happy with it. Yeah. yeah. What? Bust surely means that it's so bad England aren't allowed to play international football anymore. <laughs> yeah. As a, as a man, as a man who has made his feelings about not liking Alan Pardew very much quite clear, I, I remember when um, Barack Obama became the uh, president. Um, the Onion went with uh, "Black man gets worst job in America." <laughs> I, just think, I just think, knock yourself out, Alan. Drink from the poison sippy cup that is the I, England I say, job. The only thing Alan Pardew would have taken from that story if he were to be listening was. I think he's just compared me to Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably could. I probably could manage America yeah. for a bit. And yeah. American I'd love people. A drones. <laughs> Do you think this is a? Yeah. Do you think this is, drone football would be great? Yeah, it would be dronal marking, Jim. Of course, <laughs> indeed. Thank wow. you. Um, he'd, he'd use them to look at ladies through windows. <laughs> <laughs> you know he would. Sorry, Jim, please continue. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll reel it back from that. Do you think this could be the point where it actually starts to go pear-shaped for Palace? Because generally when Pards makes eyes at other clubs and when mm. his mind starts to go onto other things, the focus well, drops and then, you know, the, the results aren't as good. I sat in, I sat, sat, sat in part with a good friend of uh, mine, Lee, and we watched uh, Palace versus Shrewsbury in the League Cup. And he said to me, the way Pards has been carrying himself the last couple of months uh, since the season started and stuff and, and how he will continue to carry himself is because he's been told either by his agent or his friends or he's just realised it himself. He's in the the hunt for the next England manager. Yeah. And he, so I understand your point, but I think he's known about the England thing for a while and I think he's trying his very hardest to, to, to get himself in the frame for that job. Mm. When, we, when he had that set to a Pellegrini again this season, the way he handled himself compared to the way he did it beforehand was completely different. Mm. He, he lost his rag a little bit, then he yeah, went yeah, back yeah. over there, shook his hand, all that stuff. He knows he's in the hunt for the England job mm -hmm. and he knows how much he wants it and how much he thinks he can get it. Yep. And, and one thing we should say before we move on without... Um, we can't we can't let this go by without being mentioned. The trifle analogy was amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was so weird. Like I, I've come here, it's a lovely trifle, and I'm just happy to be the cream on top of the trifle. <laughs> that wasn't it, wasn't it the cream on the topping on the trifle? That <laughs> is a good. man who does not it's know good. how to make a trifle. It's a triple decker trifle. <laughs> it's very good indeed. We're going to go abroad after this. Hi, I'm Frank Dobov. You're listening to the Football Ramble. Foot Football Ramble. In La Liga, it had a Madrid derby. And it ended one all. Mm. 
Benzema got a nice little header and then Vieto equalised late on, which sparked a wonderful celebration with uh, Diego Simeone belting up the touchline to uh, big Herman Burgos. Yeah, Burgos is wearing a suit as well. He looks like a proper, proper, like, heavy-duty mafia henchman in he, that suit. He'd just come from a deal, hadn't he? He's, he's, yeah. um, no, he's... from stuffing someone into a car boot and then kicking <laughs> it into a lake. Allegedly. <laughs> if we're going to do, do mafia, um, mafia analogies, he's gone from senior footman to capo. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> he's, Absolutely. He's dressed like a capo now. It was a good point for Atleti. I mean, they were 1-0 down. And they missed a penalty, the Griezmann. Well, the, penalties save, were, the penalties we're talking about because never has a world class defender ever been able to flick a switch to go to Sunday League <laughs> Ramos. Sergio Ramos. It, it, was, it was very cute play from Thiago, though, the way he sort of dinked it over, the, Thiago, knowing that it was coming in. Thiago's not the quickest. <laughs> nice. He's a clever player. He shouldn't though. have been up there. He's a clever player. He's about 50. I'm not interested in taking anything away from Thiago. He has a great <laughs> career and he's, he's really important to that Atletico Madrid side. He's been there a while and, and we all know how good he is. But what was he doing supporting the player, though? The fact <laughs> is that the matter is Sergio Ramos had the ball at his own feet. <laughs> player for Real Madrid 35 yards out from goal and somehow could spot to turn that into a penalty for the opposite yeah. team and the way he conceded that penalty was taking the player down with his thigh yeah <laughs> it's brilliant isn't it luckily um, for him Carol Navas was able to save the penalty but mm. it's incredible how he he's the only play, man, sort of defender I can think of that can do that I mean it's, it really is incredible the man's got 130 international caps and he can still look like he's out of his depth <laughs> playing down the yeah. park with his younger brother's mates <laughs> it's class is it, isn't it like 15 red cards in his career as well at least so <laughs> it, re- it reminds me of Tim Krull's kicking like, he's a world class um, goalkeeper he can't kick always out for touch every was time, it, was every he, time was he, did he phone in sick for that bit of coach <laughs> or something he just missed that bit yeah. I just think you can make a whole team when you're older <laughs> La Liga's shaping up quite nice actually obviously Barcelona lost again um, but Atleti and, and Madrid didn't look like they fancied the title this no, year no. On, on the back no. of that so much and uh, I think Villarreal lost and they're still top so, uh, would you I not, mean, I'm sure normality will be resumed. In... Would, you, would you not suggest, though, that a Madrid derby like that? I mean, it's such a fiercely contested game. Both teams come out of that with a point. I don't think they'll be too disappointed. Yeah. A lot of derby games, especially big heated True. ones, sort of, you know, the form and logic go out of the window. They do. They do indeed, Jim. They do indeed. Um, in the Bundesliga, there was uh, a top-of-the-table clash. Bayern beat Dortmund 5-1. I mean, people people were saying, oh, this is could be important. And obviously it is important, but Bayern... 5-1 against the uh, second best team so far in the league this season. I don't season. feel like I'm emotionally recovered from Lewandowski's five goals against Wolfsburg oh, like, to, to, to even like think about what he's doing now. 12 in four. Yeah, it's too many. It's too so, many, really. Is that 12 Bundesliga goals? No, so it was uh, in the Champions, Champions League, league as, well. as well. yeah. Right, because I'm, I'm really interested to see what number he finishes with because we see Ronaldo and Messi getting stats like this. Remember Mario Gomez always used to score a ridiculous amount of goals. Well, he had a season where I think he Bayern. got 40, although yeah, he's dropped so. way off. Oh, yeah, of course. But, he's know. playing in Turkey. I think he's on loan at Besiktas. But he's, yeah, he's not actually that, that old either. Was it Fenerbahce? I forget. He's definitely moved on, yeah, mm. he's definitely moved on. But, but yeah, he, he went through... Well, the thing about Gomez at the time, which was interesting, was you're right, he hit about 40 goals, and people were still sort of saying, mm, I'm not sure what he really does. Well, he all, he well, only scored, scored goals, didn't he? Yeah. He's an Inzaghi-type character. Yeah, but he, that's a great comparison, yeah. Not, he, not the same player, but similar um, sort of yeah, attributes. I mean, he did feature yeah. with Germany in Euro 2012, but yeah. they're, they're blessed with players. Mm. But still, so, you maybe... I mean, Lewandowski is looking like breaking that. I mean, you know... It'd be amazing if he can keep up that sort of form. But he is an amazing player. We've seen it so many times. He's scored so many different types of goals. <laughs> and Bayern are just flying at the moment. They are. I mean, it's, it almost seems to be uh, irrelevant, but Aubameyang scored again for uh, Dortmund, 8-8. Um, he's got. Oh, oh, he's, sorry, no, I don't I know. Think I think it's 14-14 in, in all competitions. Oh, is that right? Uh, sorry, he's scored in his eighth consecutive Bundesliga, in his Bundesliga yeah. game this well, season. Haven't Bayern set, extended a, his... set a record too? Which record was that? James? It's something like about the most most goals in the first eight games, or some mad thing like that. I mean, it's it's easy to say like, oh, Bayern Munich are playing really well, but even by their own mad standards, mm. they're the, killing it. Their goal difference is twenty four, eighteen uh, four. Uh, yes, sorry, eighteen four and four against. I think something like that doesn't that doesn't work, does it? No. <laughs> Either way, the goal difference is plus twenty four. Indeed, yeah, but they're they're just ridiculous. And at the minute, looking at the domestic leagues, they are the team to beat in Europe in, in the Champions League, aren't yeah. they? Ugh. Ugh. We've got to try and beat them twice in a row. Good luck, Gunners. Yeah. We need it. Well, it's going to be typical. I mean, I want to speak on behalf of all Arsenal fans, but Arsenal will go an amazing round of Premier League, get knocked out of the Champions League, get some just terrible Europa League run, and it just scuppers them. Yeah, well, we've never never been in the Europa League since. Uh, it looks likely yeah. they're going to come third now in their group. Yeah, exactly. And I wonder, um, will we maybe even be better off going out of it. I don't want to disrespect <laughs> it, but you know, yeah, free. free. Yeah, we are. Anyway, now it's time for the highlights of the week with Luke Moore. Hello, everyone. Hi, Hi Luke. 
I'm over here. That was a bit unenthusiastic, you guys, and I got told off for being unenthusiastic about this before. So, hello, everyone. Hey! That's better. It's the highlights. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, What have we got here? Um, Richard Coles. Now, this is an interesting one. Richard Coles has been in touch. I feel like he's a regular contributor, but he says, my highlight of the week was being a part of a 400-strong crowd on Friday night for an FA Vars second qualifying round tie between Atherton Collieries and Atherton Lebanon Rovers for what is known as the Flat Cap Derby. (laughs) Oh, nice. The man of the match is traditionally and actually presented with a flat cap. Great. Lovely. That's great, isn't that it? That is beautiful. Yeah, in, in, a, in a world of a sport where you actually get caps for international appearances, I think that's a nice little yeah, touch. I do. Um, Rob Nugent says, um, my whole life was Paz describing himself as the cream on top of Paz's trifle. We've already talked about that. Um, Rich Brown has been in touch on Twitter saying, uh, he alleges that a Stoke fan was kicked out of Villa Park for running on the pitch to celebrate a goal, <laughs> which was subsequently ruled out for offside. <laughs> <laughs> that is a terrible day at the office, because I think I'm right in saying you get banned for invading the Pitch. Yeah. So yeah. he's basically been banned at least for the rest of the season. Probably lost his season ticket for an offside goal. Um, <laughs> Joshua Cool says, um, realizing that Jan Mavilla looks like Richard Blackwood, which he genuinely he does. does. Mm, it's a he great does spot. Like That's the best spot, um, best lookalike spot since um, Ashley Young and Marlo Stanfield from The Wire. Mm. Oh, um, man. Ewan Rowe has been in touch saying, um, I found out this week that if Alberto Moreno was British, he'd be called Albert Brown. <laughs> nice great name oh, right. I don't know, Moreno's Brown in Spanish apparently mm, alright send your emails in to complain if not um, <laughs> you're literally the only Spanish speaker in the room uh, Marcus would yeah. you like a uh, would you like a where is David O'Leary update of course yep. yeah someone's been in touch he was in the Middle East last night you can just assume that's a yes <laughs> okay I'll take that as red for next time Jack's been in touch via email he says I remember you asking after a certain ex-lead manager uh, a few weeks back and my dad told me this the other day The other day, so I thought I'd pass it along um, David O'Leary was on TalkSport a few years Years back being interviewed after being sacked by Al Ahly in 2011 and picking up over three million pound in compensation, he decided to spend his time giving emotional and logistical support to his son, who had aimed to pursue a tennis career. Nothing ever really came of it, though. Hope that helps. <laughs> Lots of love, Jack. That's nice, though. Yeah. So that uh, last last um, sighting, David O'Leary was helping his son being pursue a, a tennis tennis career. dad, come being on, a terrifying come on, tennis son. dad. Yeah, my babies. Well, literally, yeah. Yeah, my, my uh, actual baby. <laughs> My highlight was uh, Ronaldinho driving his car oh, into a ditch. This Nobody was hurt, don't worry, it was no. fine. Oh, um, the ditch might have been hurt, Marcus, you don't no, know. No, was, the, was the party he was inevitably on the way to postponed? They just brought the party to the ditch. I'll, re- <laughs> I'll call the cab. sister in the car. I'll call yeah. the cab. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently he's uh, he's obviously left Fluminense after nine games. Yeah. Amazing it got to nine, Yeah, quite frankly. Is that, is that what he was doing? At the time, just on his leaving. just leaving, yeah, maybe just driving like, to a different club. What, what, nearest like, one. What was so funny about the incident? You could look at this uh, picture online; it's brilliant. Is immediately after the incident, he got out of the car, and this young lad asked him for a selfie. Yeah, nice. and to be fair to the first one, he obviously looking a bit bemused, and then he's smiling away, and yeah. he just crashes. It, it was at the it was at the side of a motorway. Though. It looked like <laughs> like what's there a kid doing on a motorway? Yeah, with Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho, though, we don't know where he's going to. Uh, Easy. Uh, his brother and agent said recently, because where is he going to go now? I mean, he's got so much to offer in terms of, uh, you know, socialising. Player manager at Sunderland. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Player with an A, with a second A. That's right. He's, he's, he's a, his brother and agent said, we're studying the offers that are coming in. Studying. <laughs> Reading. Yeah. Because uh, I'd imagine the small print would be enormous. Yeah. Yeah. This is a load of party invites. Yeah. Will yeah. he retire? Are you crazy? You'll have more surprises yet. Oh, good. Brilliant. That is a wonderful promise. <laughs> yeah. so that was He's my... kept me interested there. There we yeah. go. That was my highlight. And also more pressure being put on set blatter. But we just have not had any time to talk about that. It's been, uh, it's been, been busy. Yeah, we'll get a bumper weekend. Luke, have we got a website round? Yeah, before we go, this is what's happening on the footballramble.com at the moment. Mm. Incredible scenes this week where you can see Sky Sports finally justify their existence. What it might look like if a Pete Donaldson answer to an opening question was made flesh. Oh, Why Klopp to Liverpool was essential to maintaining peace and quiet in England uh, essentially because that means he can't go to Arsenal and that <laughs> Reading song in four which is very good that Reading song if you haven't seen it mm. it's absolutely fantastic the, the story on that just quickly is that I think the wife or no, the, partner the, okay, or the right. mother maybe of the Reading owner mm. decided to write a song about Reading I thought that was the lady singing it in the video, and then I googled her name, and she's at least 40 years older than no, that. No, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's bad. It's as bad as you could imagine it would possibly be, mm. uh, and then even more. Uh, let me put it another way. It's the worst football-related song since when Aston Villa got to that cup final mm. and put that song out with that X Factor girl. Yep. You know, we're, we're the, the Villa, Villa, we're the champions. Yeah, it's as bad as that. Go, go look at it on the thefootballramble.com and follow Kelly, uh, our editor there, Kelly 
underscore Wells on Twitter. The always excellent Kelly Wells. That's it. Um, and of course, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, the uh, email address is show at thefootballramble.com and obviously the, the website is thefootballramble.com. And don't forget, listeners, in the United States of America, you can hear us twice a week now on Sirius XMFC Channel 85. Uh, this show you've just heard goes out on Tuesdays at 1pm Eastern Time and the brand new Football Ramble phone-in is every Thursday also at 1pm Eastern Time. Football Ramble phone in every Thursday. Can't wait. Exciting time. Reach out and touch us with your voices. (laughs) (laughs) There we are. Um, uh, It's it's been bloody lovely having you back, Jim. Thanks. Um, Lovely being back. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.